Welcome to the Flashback Cartoon Hour. My name is Nicholas Scola. I'm your loving bald host with the most. I'm joined here with Tony. And today we are watching the famous 90s cartoon, Rocco's Modern Life. Rocco's. Um, Rocco's Modern Life is an American animated series created by animator Joe Murray. Murray would later go on to also create another smash hit cartoon series called Camp Laszlo, using a lot of the same staff from Rocco's. Rocco's Modern Life aired on Nickelodeon from September 18, 1993 until November 24, 1996 for a total of four seasons, 52 episodes, and 100 segments. Yeah, and uh, what's pretty cool about this show too uh, in some aspects are the fact that creative director Steve Hillenberg uh, was a part of the series's uh, creation during the 95 to 96 season. Mm-hmm. Uh, as all of you know, uh, he went on to create SpongeBob SquarePants after the end of Rocco's Modern Life, uh, albeit oh. that wouldn't come for another four. Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? Silver and yellow and porous is he? Wait, so what show are we doing again? Uh, Cow and chicken. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cow and chicken. Uh, Yeah. Storyboard writer. Uh, uh, Yeah, no. uh, So, uh, just so it's clear, we're still talking about Rocco's. And, you know, there was a lot of other talent, too, uh, that intermingled uh, between Mm -hmm. those shows and uh, different series. And one of those people is also uh, then storyboard writer Jeff Marsh. Uh, That would be the person who would go on to create the Phineas and Ferb show. I don't don't even know if I said that right. No, it's Phineas and Ferb. It was a show on Disney. I would say one of the like. It kind of looks like Phineas. Oh man, that could be like Phineas. a hip name. Yeah. <laughs> my name's Phineas. Where my five bucks, Finny? <laughs> um, and uh, some more cool facts. Uh, opening theme music was composed by Sarah Frost and performed by the fucking B-52s. The B-52s, that blew my fucking mind when I found that yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty- um that was in season one. After season one, I don't know if they just were like, oh, we don't have enough money for B-52s. Hey, Tom, get, get, get in there and start singing. Is so, that uh, true, though? Yeah, Tom Kenny. Oh, no, I don't know what actually happened. I just know Tom Kenny took Oof. over from season two to four. So yeah, because like I thought it was the B-52s for actually seasons two through four. No, it's the opposite. Well, that's crazy. Yeah. 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 You can really hear Tom Kenny's voice when he uh, does it after when he takes over. Uh, well, I'll have to I'll, I'll have to rewatch that because I thought I <laughs> well, you'll, you'll I thought hear it, it was in that gay dude when, from the B-52s. Uh, no, you'll hear it in a second when we uh, when we play the uh, first episode, you'll hear the distinct difference or i'll no, play yeah the, you're I'll probably right because the first after. season sounds a lot more like yeah, an actual like, song yeah it's like lower his his like voice is like lower than when you listen to season two and on you hear that like tom kenny really high pitched like ah, kind of uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nailed that <laughs> um real quick netflix released the special rocco's modern life static cling on august 19th 2019 
Yeah, and then to really just dive into a quick synopsis of the uh, series, uh, it basically follows the story of a 20-something-year-old anamorphic set of animals, uh, one of those being a wallaby named Rocco. Uh, and it follows his everyday life in the fictional setting of a town called O-Town. Uh, Rocco is joined by his friends, Heifer Wolf, a steer, uh, Filbert Shellback, a hypochondriac turtle, his pet dog Spunky and his grumpy but equally charming next door neighbors Ed and Bev Bighead, uh, <laughs> whom are cane toads. That's a nice fact. Uh, Rocco is originally from Australia and moved to O-Town after he graduated high school back in Australia. He became very interested in the States after a trip we took with his family in his youth, meeting Filbert for the first time. Uh, the show was very controversial for its time. Uh, as you all know, the 90s series uh, types of TV shows, especially in the early 90s, were laden with innuendos. Uh, one of those being uh, Ren and Stimpy as a very popular example. And uh, uh, this show actually ran right after Ren and Stimpy. So, like, yeah, it had a lot of innuendos and double entendres, but, like, they were, like, not as well they were following when, the money yeah in yeah, my but opinion like, you, know you know what i mean like when you throw them right next to ren and stimpy and rocco's seems a little tame at that point oh so well like, no 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 it totally is i mean <laughs> for anybody who's, who's ever watched ren and stimpy yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i mean they get away with so much dude uh there's well like, they do but it's really subtle because like the difference between i mean there's still gross out humor in rocco's but like as like the series goes on and they start doing a thing a formula they really put the jokes in there like you really have to read between the lines and i'm talking like there are some episodes where uh heifer and rocco actually make reference to an actor named steve mcqueen and like he was oh, from yeah. like yeah, it's just crazy. It's like they really sneak all that good stuff in there that the older generations would get. Well, a cool fun fact. I wanted to save it for later, but I'm going to tell it now because I can. Um, there was <laughs> a place in like season, I think it was one to like, I think they switched it at the end of three, but it was called the um, Choky Chicken. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be like you're yeah. choking your chicken. And yeah. then they had to change the name after. <laughs> later in the show, they had to change yep. it. We'll, we'll go into all that later anyways. Yeah. Um, Joe Murray originally wrote a sucker for the Suckomatic as the pilot episode, but the executives decided that Heifer might be, uh, quote unquote, a little too weird for test audiences. So Murray, instead of removing Heifer from a sucker for the Suckomatic, decided to write Trash O Madness as the pilot episode. During the series' first season, a new version of the pilot that was extended for the purpose of including it as a regular episode was produced. The new version was paired up with The Good, The Bad, and The Wallaby as the 10th episode. Great episode to be produced and aired as the sixth. In addition, the episode features an extended end credit sequence to accommodate the names of the production crew behind Trash O Madness. If you go to Paramount Plus, you can get the entire series of Rocco's Modern Life, and I highly recommend you go just bang out a couple episodes because they're fucking hilarious. Yeah, there's a lot of great writing in the show. It's like a free ad for Paramount Plus if you think about it. <laughs> <laughs>
We're like, oh, thanks, buddy. Okay, so this episode is called A Sucker for the Suckomatic. And the second episode followed by it is called Can. And we shall engage. <laughs> Good evening. You hear that like deepness in his voice? Yeah, so this is really the D52 version? Yeah, season one was. That's crazy. It doesn't even sound like the D52s, but like the weirdness is there. <laughs> the campiness. I noticed Coach the Cowardly Dog does a lot of the same. Uh, physical comedy as this where like courage does like the giant stretched out face with his eyes like shooting out and his tongue being all big or his like brain shooting out of his head yeah yeah very oh there he is steven hillenberg there wow crazy an additional writer too well the mailbox is rago plus funky <laughs> it's like he's a formal resident of O-Town, just by the way. <laughs> Bro, In fact, the dog can animal. vote. You're useless and pathetic. Like a useless and pathetic thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last straw, you good-for-nothing heap of rubbish. Prepare to feel my wrath. Hey, man, keep it down. I'm trying to watch TV. This place is a pigsty, and every time I try to clean up, this cockamamie cleaner goes on the fritz. There's stuff on the floor from before I moved. It's interesting how everywhere <laughs> in the internet labels this as episode two. Yeah, mm -hmm. this was written and created before the quote-unquote first episode. Yeah, this I wonder was because uh, this one was originally began now, production in 1991 and first channel, aired in 1992 while the rest of the season was in 1996 no this one is this oh oh this is sucker That's this was written as the original pilot yeah it's like every dog ever just eats whatever <laughs> bro now that i have a dog i'm like oh my gosh no, seriously, like you can't you can't leave him alone. Reporting live from Washington DC. Fucking the official motorcade dude. is just coming around the corner now and Oh my god, there's a burst of gunfire. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I love that. Oh my god. <laughs> so dark. Oh, what's really great about the very first episodes is that they're not afraid to hold back with the content. Meaning, like, they weren't afraid of censors yet? Well, so, like, just now, like, they had the gunshots going off and, like, the reporter was like, oh my god, like, you know, like, that's kind of a taboo thing that's <laughs> make a cartoon about. <laughs> Your pet tapeworm. <laughs> That poor vacuum. Aww. Seen so many fights in Australia. <laughs> I'm sorry, old friend. Literally, he calls him old friend. <laughs> Don't leave me. 
<laughs> so, if you listened really closely, uh, the vacuum said Rosebud, yeah. and, and like that's some kind of reference to some really old joke from like the 40s. So like, they're either making fun of how old the vacuum is, or something else. Oh really? Because I, I didn't understand that at all. It's some term. Rosebud is like a term, or like a joke for something from like the 40s. Oh, fair enough. They were weird. Those yeah, jokes, yeah. Like the cheese and the banana. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, the jokes are really deep in this show. Like, you really have to go far back sometimes to get them. So, I guess a joke throughout the office was like, which is funnier, a banana or cheese? And yeah. Because they wanted to see, like, what was going to be funny getting sucked into the vacuum. And so, like, throughout the office, it was this big war. Is cheese or bananas funnier? And then they referenced that joke numerous times throughout Rockets. What, I am the cheese? Or, or just, like, there's literally one episode when Heifer and Rocco are walking away and he goes, Hey, Rocco, what's funnier? Cheese or bananas? And Rocco's like, definitely cheese, Heifer. Definitely cheese. <laughs> yeah, cheese is a strong preference in this show for whatever reason. As well as pineapples. Salami? Yes, Shine here, 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 No, no, my pineapples. Oh, hold on, listen to this. Well, I... I'd like it about here. <laughs> Thank you. No, no, so like Hey Rocco, check out um, uh, the guy who voices Filbert, he yeah. thinks pineapples are funny. So like yeah. that was a huge recurring part of the show. Pineapple jokes. <laughs> Look at him fucking go with those packing peanuts. Oh yeah, I can't let him on the ground. <laughs> so I ended up watching this last night while doing my research. And I looked at Archie and I was like, you see that? That's what's going to happen to you if you eat fucking peanuts, all right? <laughs> yeah, literally, though. They wouldn't sell this stuff if it wasn't safe. I have to, like, pull the shit out of my dog's mouth. I don't know if you have to do that, but, like... Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta open up his little mouth and pull whatever's down his throat. Oh, all the time. Uh, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when Archie was a little pup, dude. Sticks and rocks and stuff. But my hand beat down oh, that dog's boy. throat all the time. <laughs> Is that something you want to say on a line? <laughs> <laughs> Look at all those buttons. Like, what was the apple button? <laughs> to pick up an apple. So they're on a vacuum that's like a riding lawnmower, but it's a vac uh, vacuum that says yeah. something on it. We must and those are all the bugs <laughs> and other <laughs> things killed. Yeah. Just wiped out a whole civilization. Yeah. <laughs> Mass murder, and we're just supposed to get over it. Yeah. When you think about it like Maybe that. Try the <laughs> <device later. laughs> That's the neuter option. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking rips his dick off. A dog minus two baseballs. What's <laughs> <laughs> up, Freud? Hey! It does fireplaces too! 
This is hilarious. Fucking Santa. <laughs> that fat bastard. You just suck Santa's ass. Yeah. Oh, presents. Just killed all those people on the fucking. What the hell? For those at home, they just sucked in an airplane. A commercial liner. Taking all the different paint jobs off of this car. Gives a new meaning to brick by brick. Yeah. Who knew a car would be painted out of brick? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it has eyes on it. Oh, this, oh, is, this is a great too. scene. Yeah. The fairies <laughs> get obliterated. <laughs> and there's the fucking. And then there's that guy <laughs> watching. I see guys like that on my phone. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. All the sucking is making me hungry. God damn, Heffer. Another really good thing about the show is the music, too. Oh, that background music. It's kind of catchy sometimes. Damn, Skynet. <laughs> Oh, get it? They've sucked so much, they have to eject. <laughs> Let's do that again. No, actually, that flew over my head. <laughs> <laughs> what do we do now? We're gonna return it and get our money back. Oh, I saved the receipt. <laughs> As it just runs amok. <laughs> oh, there it goes. <laughs> yeah, the succomatic is actually demonic. Vader. The way that the whole front of that house got ripped off, uh, you definitely see uh, that a lot in SpongeBob. The like their houses always get destroyed. It's very similar. Yeah. A lot of influence started here. Ah, the Star Trek. <laughs> We're stuck in some kind of cosmic <laughs> Like that, the way their eyeballs did that, that some of that like courage definitely got him. Yeah, could have. But it was like one of the only cartoons I couldn't find a connection to to Rockwell's monster. What courage? Yeah, like even the voice actors, a lot of people did like Johnny uh, Bravo and like a what yeah. cartoon and stuff. But I didn't see anything from like courage. I was like, oh, they're so similar. Like yeah. the shit courage does. I figured there'd be some kind of connection. Yeah, but courage ultimately is a totally unique idea. Mm -hmm. Completely separate from the type of fanfare that looks like a potato chip. Uh, Rocco's is, in, in, in my opinion, it's a very dark show. Yeah. Barbecue flavor. My God, I don't believe it. Vintage seventy three. My favorite. Because <laughs> he can tell that. You fat fuck. 
That's why Heifer is the best. You know, I need a friend like that in my life. <laughs> I don't know, bro. Don't just fucking get. Oh yeah. <laughs> I am the cheese. <laughs> when he's fucking, when Brocko uh, uh, gets the comic book store job, Bobit's like, then I turn the page, and then I wash my hands. And then I turn the page, and then I wash my hands. Classic. Oh, it's good to know you'll hang out with people like that. Look I got a friend for you. Look at that guy running. Right now, do it. Screaming bloody murder. Yeah, before it's too late. Before it's too late. He's like the last man on Earth. <laughs> they were all assimilated. Ooh, this is not a big head episode. This is oh yeah, by the way, the guy who voiced Filbert, Doug Lawrence, also directed episodes. Oh, did he? I didn't catch that in my notes. The problem with comic books is the, and then you watch <laughs> Oh, it's this episode, dude. <laughs> Manager's office. <laughs> They've hurt very much, and um, I'm constantly in the state of wanting to throw up. You'll never be satisfied <laughs> with a mortal woman. Oh, this is a funny. The elf wenches are so <laughs> beautiful. You'll spend the rest of your life searching for that same beauty again. Yes. Wow. Dude took mushrooms. You're an idiot. <laughs> that, that was definitely Tom Kenny as the elephant. Come in. Oh, That's Charlie Adler. It's funny how Charlie Adler voiced <laughs> all of these characters in Ed Bighead's life. Yeah. Uh, what does that mean? You're fired! <laughs> like when he sat down, he was like, congratulations, you're getting a pay raise. <laughs> but we're also making cuts, so you're fired. No mercy. <laughs> As he throws the booger away. Oh shit, my mic. <laughs> it's funky. I love Spunky. Uh, spunky over Gary for me, for sure. Uh, that's like a no contest. I mean, Gary's supposed to be like a cat anyway. Yeah, I and mean, you're not a cat wrong. person. Uh, no, for sure. <laughs> Come over here and put some sunscreen on my head. Looking to my dad. The big heads were based off of real neighbors that, um, uh, what's his name, Joe Murray actually had in real life. Yeah, and that's funny within itself. Like, people like that actually exist. <laughs> the Ropers, literally. Fills <laughs> <laughs> his own bowl. With his own drool. Like, that was a whole, like, 10 seconds of nothing, but it was so funny. Sorry, Spunky. No lockjaw lollies for you. I lost my job. Damn. No. His whole house has meters. 
on the inside. <laughs> just to let them know. Yeah, Big Brother's watching. Let's see. Oh the yeah, this is the conglomo product tester episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is great. Anything wrong, sir? Oh, the terrible products. Queasy, that's all. Remember, I wanted to cover the roof of my mouth and look just like the picture. A big can of beans that says Gloria on it. Coming right up, Mr. Horny. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Horny. I mean, what a weird request, too. like chicken okay plumber's assistant oh boy spunky plumbers make a lot of money hey could you get that thanks a lot explain what's thanks happening they're just pulling up his pants for him Speaking plumber's assistant <laughs> hiding that crack you was staring oh, right baby, at the crack oh too. baby oh baby oh iconic scene Mrs. Bighead? Well, that was definitely ooh, a sex, <laughs> sex hotline. The last ad. Conglom. Oh. Oh. Big <laughs> what do you want? There you go, Tony. There's your, your dude. My boy, my boy. Crumpy <laughs> douche, Mr. Big Head. Would I give you a job? <laughs> <laughs> well, he said that too. Really hurt his soul. He's like, wait a second. The blood that was dripping off of that lizard you just slapped. <laughs> Slime. <laughs> Slime. Right this way. This is where all of Conglamo's fine products are <laughs> Here we go. Our latest development, the Newsmaster 3000. Like, do they ever why go into why he hates Rocco mm -hmm. so much? Uh, you know, it's, it's just really a character trait. He doesn't specifically hate Rocco. It's just one of those things where it's like old grumpy man, young youthful guy. Give me that. Yeah, tomato, Neighbors. tomato. Yeah. yeah. I don't have a nose. <laughs> some. some <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Toad with a nose. <laughs> <laughs> out some of our new the way he just hey. <laughs> it's the greatness of Charlie Adler. Those vocal ranges. Hey, this is really great. Everyone's gonna want one of these. Shade, all the lovely oxygen, birds nesting. Uh, I definitely would not want a tree on my head. Dumbest thing I've ever heard. I mean, that could be a great thing. Free oxygen. <laughs> Free shade. I mean, you never know. Man. You're gonna have to go to Mars someday. Oh, that's great. All that gum created a beehive. 
all those bees just dead. Here's an amazing device. Dial a do. <laughs> brings a consumer of a variety of hairstyles without the hassle of going to the salon. Let it work its magic for you. The pompadour, he pulled it off. How terrific. Do you like it? <laughs> These are great, the mad giraffe. Our newest invention. It's so new, it's untested. Mad giraffe repellent. <laughs> the kiss of death. You think he was supposed to be like Daffy or Woody Woodpecker? Oh. Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> you never want to see a mad giraffe. <laughs> Oof. Looking pretty rough, Mr. Bighead. Get away from me! That's an abuse of power right there. Rocco did nothing wrong. With the fucking giraffes. What the? A new comic book store. Turn the page, wash your hands. Turn the page, wash your hands. Turn the page, oh, yeah. wash your hands. Imagine that. Does your miserable little store carry the five volume set of Nuclear Swan? I'm double parked and I have a customer waiting. Oh boy. I, oh, no, I'm okay. Oh, oh boy. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> He's stuck on his back. I love how Mr. DePet just walks in and goes, I'm a douche. Do you have this product? <laughs> Never stops picking his nose, too. That's like dedication at that point. I, I wish I could get paid to do that. Here we are, mate. One stack of comics and one pack of gum. Yeah, fuck him mm. up, Rocco. Thank you very much. What? No, no, I'm okay. Oh, oh, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> We don't need you for the end. Uh-oh, okay. So we're done? Yeah, yeah, if we need to next like these little flies okay, in the web, yeah. <laughs> Can I uh, just leave the costumes here? Yeah, yeah, wardrobe will pick those up. You've uh You've got my resume, right? Yes, yes, we'll call you. <laughs> okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> okay, Charlie, kill the light. Oh, man, dude, they must have been on a lot of pot. Yeah. That was great. Okay, and...
now. Okay, so now um, let's go into some of the voice actors that brought this show to life. Um, starting off with Rocco himself, uh, we have Carlos Alizraqui. Alizraqui. I hope it's like that. I probably butchered the shit out of it. Carlos Alizraqui. Yeah, that's Q U I. I just think of like Quee from Dragon Ball Z. All right. Um, he is also known for voicing Spyro the Dragon in the 1998 video game for the original PlayStation and Laszlo and Clam from uh, Camp Laszlo. Also, he played Denzel Crocker from the Fairly Odd Parents in many various voices in SpongeBob. Um, do you want to go into uh, Heifer? Sure. Uh, Heifer Wolf, uh, the big yellow cow, voiced by Tom Kenny, also known for playing the voices of numerous P uh, cartoons. Uh, SpongeBob from SpongeBob SquarePants, Dog and Cliff from Cat Dog, the mayor and the narrator from the Powerpuff Girls. Uh, the list just goes. The Ice uh, King from Adventure Time. Yeah, it just goes. Oh, look at that. He even took over for something in 1999. Uh, he took over as the official voice of Spyro from Carlos Alas Raqui. Um, I probably said that wrong. <laughs> it's good that we both attempted it, though. Yeah, I think it's kind of cool. Is that it though? <laughs> that him, that uh, Tom Kenny and uh, Carlos, I'm just going to call him Carlos, that uh, Tom Kenny and Carlos uh, both were on this show and then both became the voice of Spyro. Like he literally, Tom Kenny took over the role and has voiced him to this day. Um, next, we have Philbert Schellbach, played by uh, Mr. Lawrence, as he officially goes by, uh, also known for playing Edward on Camp Laszlo and Plankton on SpongeBob SquarePants. He is also a writer. Uh, and then Tony, why don't you go into uh, the next guy because you already know so much about him? Uh, Charlie Adler, mm -hmm. Ed and Bev Bighead, Charlie Adler, also known for playing Flack from I, I actually don't know all of this, yeah. Uh, Flack from Pound Puppies, Low Light from G.I. Joe, Captain K. Man Jr. from uh, <laughs> the Flintstone <laughs> Kids. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, the list just goes and goes. Um, he was snively the on uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog show. Lion from the Oz animated series. Snively and Sonic, as you just mentioned. Dr. Druid and the Mighty Ducks, Cow and Chicken, and the red guy from cow and chicken you know the red guy <laughs> <laughs> the big ass yeah the big red ass oh my god what the <laughs> hell the shit they were feeding us as children but he also played uh, ir babu uh baboon yep yep the shit they were feeding us uh and last but not least buster bunny from tiny tunes probably the most concerned conservative one apparently there. he just like up and quit playing buster bunny in season three I could, I, I bet that seems a little tame for the guy. <laughs> yeah, he like just up and quit for it. 
So I, in during my research, I looked up uh, the top favorite fan episodes that I could possibly find. And uh, uh, IMDb actually has a top 10 list, but I, I only did the first five. Um, Tony, you want to give the scaling on the episodes? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, the first episode, according to this list, is Wacky Deli. I mean, yeah, that's a beautiful two-part I'm going to play a voice episode. clip right here uh fish and chumps and camera shy is number two uh i think that's like a jaws spoof it's pretty good uh spitballs and popcorn pandemonium is listed this, at number three honestly i would say my that's a really three. good episode yeah. you know it's um so totally classic totally american feeling you know just a classic american episode really mm-hmm. it's got that feel good about it uh the first part being at a baseball game and and then the popcorn pandemonium taking place at a movie theater. Yeah, it's great when he gets stuck in the gum and then the yeah. kid walks <laughs> up and he's like, that's my, my gum, my gum. And, and he starts chewing like, his eye. <laughs> and then like the mom's like, now listen, don't you, don't you beat up on my son. It's like your son's a fucking terror. But, uh, you know, poor Rocco, just so timid, sitting there and taking it like a champ. Uh, number four, Power Trip, uh, and to heckin' back. I, I can't remember these. Um, uh, I, Power I know Trip, the... I watched last night. That's when um, he ends up taking over as the boss, and then he oh, starts yeah, yeah, going yeah. crazy. Now, He's like now abusing, I remember. Yeah, a filbert, and then really, yeah, really big filbert. man. Look into my nipples of future. And then, like, his nipples come out and latch on to... Also voiced by Tom Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> and then um uh uh it's a heckin' back there is um i i think it's where heifer goes to hell or something i think yeah like he eats like a chicken bone and it gets caught in his throat (laughs) and uh he meets peaches in hell the guy who runs hell (laughs) uh but um yeah that's a good one and then number five is uh cruising uh now that is also a two-part episode and that's an interesting one it takes place on a cruise ship uh Rocco and heifer are taking heifer's grandfather uh grandpa wolf on a cruise <laughs> it's like a senior's cruise and um they get stuck on the cruise and what's great is there's a little bit of time travel stuff involved where like the clock moves backwards for all the old people on the boat and then it moves forwards for all the young people on the boat so it's like you got all the old people being young people and then you have all the old people being young people. And um, what's interesting about that is that it, it it's just good writing. Like it just touches upon the themes of um, like what people would do if they were young again mm-hmm. and how young people don't consider how hard it is to really be old. Um, the concept is almost like a Twilight Zone. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. And it feels like that too um and it's just a great episode uh for that reason you know it's just spot on writing i totally agree with that yeah i i agree with this list 100 percent. i don't really know fish and chumps and camera shy but i know every that's where i disagree yeah yeah because like it it's all personal opinion like i could name off like five other episodes that would like be on this list so uh what was the one that we watched when our minds were a little altered and uh what does that they, mean 
<laughs> we were just feeling the vibe and whoa, 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 whoa. what does that mean <laughs> i don't want to say it um, oh <laughs> when uh and we watched the the episode where they visit the town of Ballsack. <laughs> yeah. and i Yo, lost it dude the, the town that's the one set. where um that's the fucking uh chameleon brothers cafe where <laughs> <Yeah>. um <laughs> where the fucking chameleon brothers are running a coffee cafe and yeah. um it's just not coffee and rocco tries to call him out on it and then like they just pity story him into uh this story about coming from a coming from a dictatorship like country where they have <laughs> where it's run by heifer and, <laughs> and his crazy his his crazy mock french fash <laughs> his fucking crazy mock french fashion trends that he imposes upon the will of his people and like <laughs> it's just like what the fuck so you know that that that's a terrific episode actually uh <laughs> that's just great uh to watch that through and through i'm not gonna give that whole thing away um, but yeah they have a town called ball zach that's uh that's a sack with a z they had another place called the spanking monkey like like you know what you're doing spanking oh, yeah. monkey choking chicken like they love dr these... bendova yeah 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 you exactly. see dr bendova that's <laughs> <Of course. laughs> <laughs> part of the heaven on the they fucking have it on like the pa system calling dr bendova we're looking for dr bendova <laughs> uh, god damn oh. um there is a band episode of the series called rocco's modern life leapfrogs and uh slash bedfellows that was filmed in 1993 <clears throat> the plot involves mrs bighead feeling neglected by her husband as she chooses to seduce rocco in various ways she invites him to fix things around the house in which she is wearing nothing but a bathrobe attempting to be alluring in a different scene she forces rocco to watch a video on the mating habits of toads essentially forcing him to watch pornography finally mr bighead comes home from work to see her still in a bathrobe with rocco mrs bighead then kisses rocco causing mr bighead to learn about the situation the episode ends with a heavily implied sex scene between mr and mrs bighead even featuring them removing their clothes and breathing heavily Mrs. Bighead even, uh, oh, well, I've said that. The episode was considered too inappropriate for Nickelodeon due to its sexual themes in adultery, but is available on the DVD release. Imagine hearing that the first time around in like a network studio and then just sitting there and just green lighting it. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. You know, like, and then after it comes out, everybody else at Nickelodeon is like, what the hell were you thinking? You're like, <laughs> what it's no, like star trek they go code code red uh, everything all the hallways start lighting up with the big red light warning <laughs> warning warning sensors <laughs> what did you do <laughs> our reputation um uh, the character of heifer wolf makes an appearance in the series finale of the cartoon network spiritual successor camp laszlo Camp Laszlo was also created by Joe Murray. And in one of the biggest shocks at the end of the cartoon series, 
uh, it turns out that Scoutmaster Lumpus was actually an escaped mental patient that had locked Heifer Wolf, who was strangely completely shaved bald from head to toe, um, in his closet. Heifer shows up to Camp Kidney with the police to uh, have them throw Lumpus in a straitjacket and back uh, into the back of a cop car. They even got Tom Kenny to come voice Heifer for this random and probably the only crossover between Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network that we'll ever get. Yeah, probably. <laughs> there was, uh, I always think little animation flubs are funny. Um, like I remember hopping on board with the animation flubs of Scooby-Doo and Flintstones. Uh, one, one, one kind of goof that they have for this show is that um, when Rocco is wearing his normal shirt, he's wearing nothing below his waist. So like he clearly has no pants or like nothing on, but whenever his shirt is removed, he gains a pair of underpants. Yeah, I bet they did that on purpose. <laughs> Which is just funny. Just to fuck with people. <laughs> just to fuck with people. Like, where did that come from? Always a tidy whiteies too, because those are clearly the funniest kind of underwear. Um, some more fun facts. Uh Okay, so in the first two seasons, the diner where the characters always eat is the Choky Chicken, which has a giant choking chicken as its mascot. In the third season, Choky Chicken becomes Chewy Chicken. And there are many hidden sexual references in Rocco's Modern Life, and this was one of the more blatant ones. Uh, another fun fact is that um, one of the only celebrity guests that they had on the show was Richard Simmons, who uh, once offered yeah. his voice in semi-likeness to uh, the aerobics trainer in an episode during its first season. But then uh, he, I think him and Joe Murray didn't get it. He didn't get along with somebody, someone like Big in the show's creation. So like definitely didn't come back or yeah. some petty shit. Oh, well. Uh, Rocco was originally supposed to be colored yellow. Uh, the colors changed because the toy market interested in producing a doll, but already had the, a character that was yellow. The color was changed to beige after the pilot aired. Nickelodeon got rid of the toy deal. Ooh, this is kind of sad. Tragically, prior to the production of the first season of the show, Jim, uh, Joe Murray's first wife. Oh, uh, yeah, I've heard this. Yeah. Uh, Murray believed he would create one season for the studio, move back home and tie up loose ends. But his surprise, Nickelodeon approved the show for a new season, but only if Murray was up for it. Uh, Tom Kenny based the voice of Heifer on his nephew. <laughs> and wow, that's a the great character nephew. of Ralph Bighead is voiced by none other than Joe Murray himself, the creator. Murray had no interest in being a voice actor, but he was convinced they're on Murray's personality. According to Olsen, the most humorous part of seeing Murray voice Ralph was that he had to scream never over and over again because according to Olsen, Murray never raised his voice to anyone. Let's talk to you. What do you put Rocco as? What's the lowest number? One's the lowest, five's the highest. Uh, uh, I mean, I mean, it's my personal favorite. So I'd say a five, a four, four and a half. Yeah, because then I like, yeah, it's really hard to grade things five. when there's like so much to compare yeah. it to. Uh, for sure. I, I guess we'll say out of all the cartoons we've reviewed so far, so me and you have done Scooby-Doo, Flintstones, Speed Racer, Flash Gordon, this one. Would you say Rocco's number one that we've reviewed? 
Well, I mean, for me personally, sure. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, but that's what I'm asking is your opinion. I mean, I'm not going to say it's, it's just a top quality cartoon. I mean, like, it's it's like got that weird, awkward feeling yeah. in, in like the beginning. But to be fair, like a lot of episodes from many series do because like, you know, they're like establishing a formula and like figuring out the characters and like trying new th- cartooning. But um. They did a lot of stuff that was like unheard of at the time, like having a linear storyline for mm-hmm. some of the characters, like Philbert and Dr. Hutchinson. Uh, these characters that first started off introduced very slowly, and then like over the course of the show, they like develop a relationship, they get married, they have little yep. kids and stuff like yep. that. It's like it just really gives a lot of dimension to the characters. And like, you would think with the character, like Mr. Big Head, you know, grumpy and all that shit, usually grumpy, like, you know, yelling at Rocco or whatever. Like you would think somebody like that would get locked into like a single dimension. But like when you watch the series over time, like there are certain characteristics of even Mr. Big Head that are totally likable and totally relatable to uh, and that's what I think really makes the show so strong uh, is the fact that it has actual uh, character development. Yeah, it's not just random shit happening. I mean, random shit does happen, but it's well, like, yeah, like yeah. each, yeah, yeah, like each episode is different, but like generally speaking, it's there's like a certain timeline where you can establish certain things. Yeah, I was reading something that actually said Philbert had the most gross uh, growth out of any other character throughout the series because I'd say of so yeah everything yeah. that happened yeah because he wasn't even meant to be like a top character um yeah. he uh but then over time you know people liked him so much that uh they just made him a top character so i know he met rocco when they were like little little kids was he friends with rocco before heifer i have no clue um hmm. i don't know when heifer i think it's all play. implied that I think it's just implied that Heifer and Rocco are, are just like best friends, you know, like they must have known each other for like a long time when like Rocco must have first got to the States or something. Yeah. So the, the, the actual story goes is that Rocco was like a little kid and took a trip with his family to the States. And uh, I think he was getting picked on or something. And then Philbert came by well yeah well that's one of the episodes he helped like defend them yeah he pulled them into his shell yeah but it's totally but it's kind of unclear though it's really ambiguous like but the whole point is that um Rocco became a big fan of the states from that trip and um the minute he turned old enough he moved back to the states yeah yeah uh, uh joe murray said that he always intended rocco to be the um age of 20 okay cool so that was rocco's modern life uh in my opinion the best cartoon to be released from nickelodeon uh but that just might be me um, it's definitely one of the best yeah i mean you gotta it's put up it there. up there with like spongebob i guess because like rugrats was great but rugrats i would say like this is funnier than rugrats oh well, yeah rugrats is like uh i feel like that's a show for parents yeah <laughs> <laughs> like you really have to be a parent to get like where Stu is coming from you know <laughs> yeah yeah, uh, yeah for sure for yeah sure. you can see it but um 
what yeah because rock's modern life is about modern life in general including the hassle so it's a very re- re- relatable show yeah, across and the it's, board and it's, it's not crazy. just related to parenting it's it's crazy because like watching it as a kid you're just like oh this is silly goofy and then when you watch it now that like i'm gonna be 30 in like june i'm like oh shit like i was an early 20 year old living in an apartment trying to get by and just like life beat me up all day every day you know like i get it rocco i'm there with you buddy (laughs) (laughs) yeah so the bills were cheaper back then yeah yeah for sure (laughs) but the struggle is the same the struggle is the same all right um anything else you want to add any um monologue about the show uh uh, summary of your opinion on said show uh i i don't know i maybe i'll try to keep it short and sweet here yeah yeah do it um like how did i get into it i mean like just being a kid you know it 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 was on the reruns Mm -hmm. i mean i i was like something like close to like 10 in like the early 2000s and they were still rerunning it at that point uh another huge advantage is that my mom hated cartoon network for whatever reason because she thought the programming was demonic so for whatever (laughs) reason we got stuck with Nickelodeon and I mean really? like yeah yeah we didn't have I used to have to go to my grandparents to watch Cartoon Network to and watch I would, Cartoon Network because yeah was... bro I would sneak in Dexter's and Ed and Nettie and then because finally... I bet she saw the fucking red dude from well, Cow Chicken and I am yeah, 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 yeah. like what the fuck are they watching <laughs> she was pretty much like that so um yeah my parents there so um yeah, yeah. uh my uh, they uh eventually they let us off easy and gave us cartoon network yeah and uh yeah but um yeah so i watched it when i was a kid and later in life you know when i got older i got the themes a lot better so there's just a lot more than meets the eye so it was fun to get back into and um everybody has a different opinion like i was talking to a friend of mine and he was saying that uh he didn't like the show because the colors were washed out so like it's funny how people look at cartoons like yeah. it's it, like their it's own just, unique take yeah yeah so it's like the person's focusing on the colors and not the and like not like the content beyond it like the right. colors for whatever reason are so uh nauseating or which don't get me wrong Rocco's kind of does have have like a weird wonky line and pale color palette i mean personally that's why i like it because it just looks weird yeah like, well they went out and they found artists to spit like hand do that in order yeah. to like make it seem like um yeah like i think it's great but like some people for uh, they don't like that style yeah, like that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That worn out they like out the kinda. better they 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 like the more saturated mm-hmm. uh, uh so do you uh, think they would uh, like computerized SpongeBob? yeah yeah. It, yeah 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 so like spongebob is one of those cartoons where like as it just went on it it definitely adopted the industry standard which was computerized heavily saturated with color like yeah like, in my opinion they went wrong that way but that's just me personally. well i totally but... agree you know it's like we kind of have similar tastes in cartoons and yeah um, that hand-drawn like, yeah i love that hand-drawn. To it. me too yeah it's like you feel 
you feel the you feel love the that, pain that yeah, took <laughs> yeah <laughs> and love and pain. definitely called like uh, when i think about it i'm like i get why they do the computer but like fuck dude like you're you're it's not there anymore like i don't feel i'm not one with the love of it well so it's funny that we're talking about this now because that's actually that's kind of what the whole plot line was behind the the more recent rocco's static cling movie so yeah. like for whatever reason ed bighead uh, because he hits a zero on some tax calculator that's like linked up to the conglomo computer system or whatever he fucking hits the wrong button and he causes conglomo to go bankrupt the stock just crashes and everybody's jumping out the window at uh, and um i mean literally i'm pretty sure and uh, if i remember (laughs) like all the lizard people from conglomo are just jumping and it's like what the fuck so um in order to help boost revenue and pull them out of debt they 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 want to revive wacky deli ed bighead's son's uh cartoon or something similar like that they want to make a cartoon that's gonna oh that's right the fat heads they wanted to remake the fat heads to get money uh <laughs> to uh dig conglomo out of debt and um <laughs> yeah. they just hired a bunch of shitty computer programmer artists and like they were like yeah well they're cheap so they're doing a good job and like the quality was obviously garbage and i think that's what <laughs> I think that's what Murray was trying to angle for with that social commentary. Like, yeah, hand-drawn can be superior to computer. It depends on who's running Mm -hmm. the computer. Oh, for sure. And most of the time, uh, there are just so many shows that have gotten remade or new shows where, like, the computer animation just obviously looks so cheap. Like, sometimes I feel like I'm watching a Nintendo 64 game. (laughs) <laughs> but like high res and it's yeah. like what the fuck am i watching right now like what is this garbage but you know to some people like what did younger you, um, people what did you think of the movie oh the i thought it was really good i thought it was really good um the only thing that didn't really make sense to me was what happened with ralph Bigkit's character uh where he came out as uh uh i forget what they call her but um I think it's cool for people to have some kind of identification. Yeah. Like I, I thought it was a good idea in, in mm-hmm. that sense. I felt like it didn't add to the story because I feel like they could have dealt with the plot point in a similar manner if mm-hmm. Ralph Bighead was still a guy. But uh nevertheless, it didn't really harm the story and it you just kind of get over it. Yeah, yeah, no, I feel still you. rubbed it's, me weird because, like, I definitely it was just random that they gave like this rando character who's not always in it. Like, uh, well, see, but here's the thing, though, just really quickly, and 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 then I'll shut the hell up. Ralph Bighead is one of my favorite characters in the show, and like the main reason is because he's got that art in the show. His character has this artistic insanity touch to him like this quality where like he can just snap like that you know like if like pushed enough times Mm -hmm. if like pushed to that cliff and a pretty significant display of that was at the very end of wacky deli (laughs) where (laughs) ralph bighead is in the middle of the fucking desert he's aged you know the sun's beaten on him and he sculpted this 
this this fucking art bowl masterpiece out of the rocks and like that's like the type of character insanity that like makes me love cartoons because it's like wow like that's just nuts it's it's just so funny Mm -hmm. that somebody would do that and like the like the scream that goes with it behold my masterpiece (laughs) you know it's just epic (laughs) and like i felt like the cheese and like i felt like um, on the show yeah yeah you know and like i felt like a lot of that energy was missing from the character with that change and you know to be fair it could just be joe murray just saying like yeah you know like this is how i feel about this and let me just Mm -hmm. put it out there and it's like well that's cool but like the energy is just missing that's like my only problem yeah fair Uh, good point good point um all right well Guys, that's our Rocco's Modern Life episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, tune back in, and uh, we got some great episodes coming your way. Uh, oh, one more thing about the Rocco's movie mm-hmm. was I did like how they kept a lot of the characters intact. So, like, Ed Bighead, still an asshole. My favorite yep. part is when he fucking stops his car, it gets out of the car, helps the woman across the street really really fast just like basically screaming at her (laughs) crossing the street while he's singing his song about going to work and then he gets back in and everything is great again it's just hilarious but anyway sorry about that uh no fair enough um thank you for joining us here on the flashback cartoon hour you can catch all our other episodes we are on anchor we're on spotify um we got some great episodes coming your way uh thank you guys so much Uh, our facebook's been doing amazing blowing up Uh, we love all you guys thank you so much thank you and uh i am the cheese i am the greatest character on the show oh boy when are we gonna have pineapples mike <laughs> i'm the salami i'm even greater than the cheese. <laughs> i hate bologna <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. show i am better than both the salami and the bologna combined notice the texture of this meatloaf and the pineapples give it a festive touch I am the best character on the show. I am better than both the salami and the bologna combined. I am the best character on the...
should be spongy yet firm. Swami, better than the balloon, he'd be lighter than the budget. Embrace it. <laughs>